understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back to The Stranded Face Podcast. Welcome, Stranded family. I am so excited. This is your host, Jessica Hurley, but... Today's like super special, y'all. It's it's a different type of special. Like I am joined in my guest chair by someone that before I even started this journey really lit a fire under me to believe that just simply expressing yourself was possible and you could help others by freeing them, by sharing your voice. And you don't necessarily always have to have a story and you can inspire others. And this woman has just inspired me for so long and just always pushed through perseverance, like shines like nobody's business. And those are just the way that's the way I feel about her. But I, I have to tell you guys who she is. She's the founder of Soul CBD. She is the founder of The Angie Lee Show with over six million downloads. It is my goal of goals for podcasting. She's the founder of an amazing women's event called Pays to be Brave, along with so many other amazing things. So I am so excited to welcome to the Stranded Podcast, Miss Angie Lee. Thank you. That's so awesome. I so appreciate that. And I always say, whenever people say that, I'm like, man, you made me sound so cool. <laughs> and I don't think I'm that cool. I'm like, You're so, I'm like, I don't think we never see ourselves so other people see us, right? And so I'm like, wow, I'm doing a lot of shit right now. There's a lot of shit on my plate. <laughs> You've been making moves for a long time and you keep adding to that plate. I'm like, girl, I hope you got a whole team out there that is just pushing the needle forward. Oh. I don't have a huge team actually, but once I pop out some kids, I think I'll bring out a bigger team, but I actually do a lot of it. I don't know. I just, I'm crazy. You know, you've been talking about kids a lot. Like you got something to tell us. It might be. <laughs> Not even like year two. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I almost feel like, I guess that's my way of saying to the moms listening. I almost feel like I have a lot of time on my hands. Right. And I give so much credit to those moms who do actually have a big family to take care of. Like I'm, I'm young and single and, and don't have kids. So I should be my face should be down and I should be working. Like that's what I do. And so that's how I can handle so many different projects on my plate. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you've built this business in a way where you're finally to a point when you want free time, you can have it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I would say I'm the busiest free person. I'm like the, my friends know this, like today I could technically have done nothing or I could, I have a to-do list here that I mean, it's never really going to end. So we'll, we'll see when it does end up probably when I die one day, but I'm always constantly, there's always things to do. I try to do three to four of the things on the master list every day, but I do feel into kind of how I'm feeling that day a little bit. So yeah, it used to not be that way. But now over the last year, I've, I've really made sure I take a day or two just to have a life and not just always be creating and making this my life because it can get really exhausting, you know? It can get as exhausting as a full-time job. Like, well, Yeah, it is. Especially when I don't have a boss to clock out. I, I don't have somewhere to clock in and clock out. This is always on my mind. I'll be in the car and I'll think of an idea. I'll, I have to pull over, put it in my notepad. IG post every it's always going for me it's hard for me to sleep sometimes because my brain is just always thinking so I kind of sometimes fantasize about what it would be like to have something where it was okay that's my job I go to and then I have my life and when I'm done I clock out at five and then I'm done and then I get to go home and be another person at home 
Yeah. But then it's like, you know, also I wouldn't be able to experience all the cool things I experience now with freedom and, and purpose. So there's no one way to live life. You just got to find what is the best for you, you know? I love that you said purpose, because for people that don't know you, we have to get into that. If you're listening and you don't know her, I don't even know what to tell you, but uh, <laughs> not Jessica's making me sound like I'm Beyonce. I love it. <laughs> girl, girl, you better wear this. You better be like, that's me. <laughs> Guys, she's acting like I'm Britney Spears. Like, if you don't know her, you must live under a rock. You can be Britney Spears. I've seen you shake your butt on stage. It's totally okay. okay. <laughs> That's the best part about you and what I admire the most is that you're literally fearless. Like you make the joke before anyone else can. Like you come on stage, jump in, bounce in, dance in like this ball of fire. And you, whether they love you or hate you, they have to listen. Like I'm not saying everyone loves you. Somebody might be in the audience and be like, but they have to listen. You've been doing this for so long. You've got the experience. You're not one of those gurus out there that's just jumped out on the scene. Like you have literally watched because I've watched you grow. So I know you have gone through this experience by experience and have learned what works and what does not work. So the advice that you're giving out, it is tangible content that people can actually apply to what they're doing with their personal business right now. Makes me so happy. I love that. And I think that that's the life of a a leader or an influencer, whatever you want to call this term. I think knowing that you're not supposed to be for everyone and that's okay, but that's the hardest part of putting ourselves out there, you know, is feeling like we're naked every day. I mean, right now there's a girl listening to this podcast. Maybe she doesn't like you. I don't, I don't know why she's listening to the show. (laughs) That's kind of weird, but like that still, there's the eight year old girl in me that, that, that hurts, right? Like that's sad. It's like, why not? And when we're trying so hard to be ourselves and put stuff out there and then you'll get a troll, but honestly, it's so rare for me. And I think that it's, it's almost a sign of success when you start to get that because it means that you're being polarizing. I mean, I'll post something even on, on like using organic deodorant because if you use the normal stuff, it's toxic and I'll get a girl who's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're... So it's like, you can say anything and someone on the internet is going to be a butthole about it. So I've just learned to really... I'm in a stage where I'm like, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to be so much myself and the girls who get it, get it. And the ones who don't get my humor or sarcasm or weird, it's just like, whatever, go follow. There's, there's tons of girls to follow. So it's, I, I can be your acquired taste. It's really up to you. <laughs> you know, cause if you're, if you're for everyone, then you're probably boring anyway, you know? Well, and you're probably surface level and there's probably nothing under there to what content we're really covering. So I have to go back to this because one thing I know about you that blew me away was that nine years ago you were in college and you were in college for broadcast journalism. Yeah. So I was, I wanted to be Katie Couric. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster or. So you were always outgoing and kind of knew you wanted to be out there. Yeah. I I think I've always been, I've always been extroverted. I, what it is for me is I love communication regardless of what I do here on this planet. It's going to keep changing and morphing. The one thing that's clear to me is that I'm here to communicate and that's through voice and through written. So that's usually a speaker and a writer. And that's clear to me. Now the details of that, I try not to stress about, and I kind of just work hard and let life happen and let the universe meet me halfway. But I just love communication. And I think that broadcast journalism is a way to share a story. And when you're a broadcast journalist, you're essentially saying, this is what's happening in the world today. So I love communication. I love storytelling. So I thought, Oh, I'll go be a news reporter. Well, little did I know you work in Bufu, Idaho. It's a dying industry now because of social media and you make $30,000 a year and work 80 hours a week. So I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, peace. And then I started posting videos and blogs online and I became my own, my own journalist, I guess you could say, right. But that's what's so cool about what you're doing right now. This show is journalism, but you don't have a boss. You don't have a producer. You're the producer. You get to say whatever the hell you want to say. 
it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. It's literally the best. When I quit my job to podcast, I was like, whose life is this? How did this happen? <laughs> Wait, how long have you been podcasting? Um, so I started my podcast at the very beginning of 2018. I start ended 2017, beginning 2018. So it's been a year and a half. And it's finally, you know what? I went through a real, like, this is what the whole podcast is about, a real stranded phase where there was a phase in the middle of it where, like, nothing was happening. And I got into that mode of, like, okay, well, this is a waste. I have a two-year-old. So I had a son. I had a full-time job. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming home at night to podcast. And this isn't even paying off. And then I finally got in. I just pushed through that, that phase and was consistent. And all of a sudden, it just, it yeah. did what it was supposed to do. I love that. And with a two-year-old, geez, kudos to you. That's a lot of work. <laughs> it still is. Somebody's watching him right now while we're having this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, or is he sitting there under the table or what? Oh, oh no, you'd see him. He'd have to show his face. He'd be on my laptop like this. <laughs> no, someone's probably strangling him downstairs or he's strapped to a chair. It's fine. <laughs> Let, let's just hope her child is okay. Okay, guys? <laughs> Okay, so you go from broadcast journalism to becoming your own journalist on social media, basically, and posting. Where do you get to the point of where, like, you're posting for fun to where you're like, oh, I could do this. This could be a money thing. Like, where did you know this was for you? Mm, this could be a business. Right. It went from hobby to monetization pretty fast. I won't lie. And I've always had a marketing brain and I've always been a businesswoman. So anyone listening to this, I was that girl on the corner of the street, four years old, lemonade stands, hustling mowing the lawns of all my neighbors like give me 20 bucks and the next girl was doing 10 I'm like nope give me 20 I'm like, I <laughs> she's so cheap <laughs> I'm a businesswoman. I love sales because I think it's beautiful and I think it's an awesome trans it's an awesome transfer of, of confidence and energy and it's a beautiful transaction and I've loved it since a little girl I don't know where that came from but I think it's so fun to know they have something to value let's swap right so I quickly after posting a few blogs and and, and videos and being consistent for a year or two I noticed that it was starting to get traction. And I noticed that girls were starting to write me more in-depth questions. And they were tagging their friends and stuff saying, hey, you should check this out. Now, at the time, it was wellness content. So it was like, hey, how do I burn fat? Or how do I do this? How do I do burpees? Or how do I do push-ups? And it was very surface-level wellness content. But that's all I knew at 19, right? That was where, where I was at in my life. And then girls started sharing the content. I'm like, okay, maybe this is valuable. And the next thing you know, I realized that there was a way to monetize through ads. So sponsor space on podcast on, on blogs this is before podcasting. And then there was a way to monetize through eBooks or, or courses. So I didn't know what I was doing. I Googled how to create an eBook. I went into something that was a ghetto version of Canva basically, right? Hideous looking meal guy, like literally looked like a fourth grader made it or your two-year-old probably made it, right? Like it was bad, but I didn't know. And this was nine, 10 years ago. So if you had an ebook with even a cool font on it, people were like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And I sold it. I think my first ebook was $6. And I remember that a girl bought my ebook and it was somebody who was outside my warm market. It wasn't my mom, my cousin, my sister, my personal training client. It was one of her friends, friends, friends. And she bought my ebook, which was this fat loss plan. And that was the moment that I knew that if I could get a complete stranger online to read my content, click buy, who knows where she lives. And I'm sitting in my dorm room. Oh my God, this is the future. This is it. If I can make $6, I can make $6,000. I can make $6 million. Right. And so I always say, I think that first transaction, whether it's $6 or sometimes it's the first grand that a girl makes online or the first few grand, that's when it hits you that, Hey, if I have something valuable and I have no idea who that woman is, God, I wish I still knew her name. I should look that up somewhere. I don't know, but 
I mean, it was a crazy moment because it shows that I could monetize online. So that was the moment. And then I started studying other marketers and I got really, really savvy about how other women were promoting. And I started to study funnels. I started to study digital marketing, essentially. And I would read books and listen to podcasts about digital marketing until I couldn't listen or read anymore. And I became obsessed. I was like, this is the future. This is it. I don't want to go to my corporate job. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to do anything else. This is what I want to do. And when you're obsessed with something, the rest is history. <laughs> oh, and I don't think people understand what that word obsessed means. Like your livelihood, you wake up, you go to sleep thinking about it. It keeps you up at night. And sometimes you have to go through that. But you said something that I want to hit on. You said, I learned how to monetize it pretty fast. And then you went in and said, you know, after I was blogging for a year and a half or two years, then I finally put an ebook together. I think everyone's talking about this. People want it right now. Like I'm helping people launch podcasts. And then two days later, they're like, hey, did I hit the charts yet? And I'm like, like uh, you got some work to do. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I've been podcasting for four years. I just now think that I get it. I'm like, okay, I know what to create. I got, I have a new intro coming. Okay. I got an idea of what these girls want. I just now think I get podcasting. Exactly. Four years. And I obviously monetized it, but I didn't monetize the first year or so of it. So that's crazy. And who cares about the charts, right? Like people are so obsessed with these, the charts and the rankings. I'm like, no one cares. It doesn't matter if you can get that loyal tribe to buy a few things from you, your personal services or affiliate links or whatever it is. It's like, that's how you're going to monetize. It is not running around saying like, I hit the top 200. So buy from me. Like nobody cares. <laughs> no one cares. And sponsors don't care either. They want to know your engagement. They don't really what you hit on iTunes, it's a silly algorithm. That's something that's, that's a silly algorithm we can't control. Sponsors care about the engagement. Exactly. But I love that you said fast. And then you said two years and I'm like, who's, I guess the question to my audience or anyone listening is like, are you willing to wait two years? Are you willing to like, this is like if you were a hairdresser and you said, Hey, I'm going to, I need to try something new. I'm going to try it on you for free until I get it right. Like most people are like, uh, -uh you got to pay me. How long are you willing to do this? to exercise or provide credibility or proof that you know how to do this thing until you can move it to a place where you can make money. Who's willing to do that? I had a side hustle for a very long time. A lot of women assume that it's quick and they also assume that they don't have to have a side hustle while they're doing it. And I was a personal trainer, a nutritionist. I worked in an ad agency downtown in Chicago. I was a dietetics assistant. I had 40, 50 hour a week jobs while I was building it for a while until the day hit where I matched it, or I was about 80% there. And I was like, I'm out. And my family and friends literally would say, how is that internet thing going? Are you still posting about what you eat every day? I remember being at dinner one day and my dad's like, can you stop sharing with these people on the internet what you eat? No one cares. And I'm like, okay. And I just knew, I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this. And something in me just wanted to as well. I love sharing. I love sharing. That's just in me. I love showing what I'm doing all day. That's just, that's just in me. But I was posting what I was eating and my family would be like, oh, are you going to go post that on that stupid blog? Are you going to go, when are you just going to realize, like, just stay at your job, just be an advertising or go be a broadcast journalist. And I was like, no, 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 no. If you're listening to this and you're a woman who's at your nine to five, which you probably are because most people are for the first few years of entrepreneurship, there's no shame in that. Know that gotta get savvy about your time. Don't watch TV. I didn't have a social life for a while. I'll be honest. I didn't date a lot. I was in the zone. I would come home. I would create content go to work, work out. You have to have some years where you're really in the zone for a bit until you can transition fully out or do what you have to do on the side, even 10, 20 hours a week, just to make enough to pay your bills and then use that other energy and time to grow the business. That's what I would do. Allocate as much energy because it's energy intensive 
as you can to create videos and content, IG stories, podcasts, whatever it is, because that's what's really going to grow the personal brand. So you got to find the time or you got to make the time, right? I love that you said this because it's like I've had so many clients or worked with so many people or even friends that are like, oh, I'm so tired of my corporate job, but I want to do something else. But like, I don't have time. I'm like, no, no, no. You have time. Like happy hour, watching Netflix, like all these, like when you legit become obsessed, like I didn't care about anything. Like I was like, how quick can I get off work to get home and record a podcast? Like how can I, I try to fit four people in in an afternoon. Like I would literally record from like 530 and until 9 30 at night I was obsessed like I was like in it and then I'd like wake up in the middle of the night like I got an idea you just I wish somebody would call me and ask me about a movie I'd be like I don't care about the movie keep that movie <laughs> um at the time I realized I really had no social life was when a few years ago my ex he turned on Netflix or he said hey babe go turn on Netflix he came home from work he was still working a night at five and he said go turn on Netflix and I said I don't know how to turn it on and he said oh my god you don't even know how to turn it on I go I literally I looked at the controller such a blonde moment. I mean, I'm like, I, I call myself the smartest, stupidest girl, right? I'm like, I don't know how to turn this on. And he was like, wow, you really have never, I'm like, I don't, I haven't really watched TV. I don't know how to turn on Netflix. Now I do because I like have some free time, but I didn't know. I had no idea how to turn on Netflix. You were like in jail. Time was passing you by. <laughs> but again, it's like my early twenties. I'm still, still young now. Thank God. But it's like, that's what I wanted to do in my early twenties. And I, I don't really regret it. I mean, obviously I love what I've created and I, I, I feel like I just started, but at the same time, yeah, it took some energy from my relationships. I think at the time, I that's what hindered my relationships with my exes is that they were dating someone who was like in the zone, right? And it they is were, so hard to date an entrepreneur. Yeah, especially a girl who's really, really driven. And so it's, it's interesting now looking back on what the last 10 years have looked like, but I don't regret it, right? Because it's our stories are, are perfect just the way they are. How do you stay motivated? How did you stay motivated then when you had people like your dad, your own father saying like... <laughs> This is stop talking to these stupid people. And how yeah. do you stay motivated now? And I know it's two completely different situations, but what's what's your go to for staying motiva- motivated? I love that question. I feel like that's the trendy question and I never know what to answer it. So I'm trying to think. It's OK. I don't really either. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, well, what comes through? Here's the real deal. I'm just going to be real. I'm I'm a pretty self-motivated girl. Obviously, you guys are listening to this. I think a woman who is pursuing entrepreneurship or leadership is already someone who's had that fire in them. I was born with a fire in my belly. I'm not going to lie. Not, it wasn't like I was sitting on the couch one day and saw a commercial and was like, woo, I'm now going to be motivated. Get off the couch. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I've been, a, I've been a hustler and a dreamer since a little girl. I've always wanted more. I've always wanted to share my passion. I've always known I was made for more. I've always owned that unapologetically. I've always wanted to share my voice. And I feel like it's my duty. I don't feel like it is a choice, actually, sometimes. I feel like I'm here to get something out of me. It's not even mine, and I have to do it. So for me, one, I didn't really always give myself a plan B. I didn't give myself another option. Corporate and having a bachelor's degree wasn't an option for me. I'm so unemployable. I failed most of my classes. Who's going to hire me? No one was going to hire me other than myself. And my mom will say that. She was like, dude, I'm so glad you left college and corporate because you, no one would hire you because you're just like a little spaz ball, right? Like I wouldn't show up on, no, hell no, no one's going to hire me. So that was one thing. And then number two is the pain of regret. I have a healthy relationship with fear and regret. And I realized that life goes by fast and I, I don't want to wake up one day and wonder what if, what if I would have posted that? What if I would have shared that? What if I would have done that? And I believe that a lot of people who are successful have this deep fear of it not happening more than it happening. And so I'm terrified of waking up one day when I'm 50, 60, whatever, and not doing what I wanted to do. And I also am a freedom junkie, right? So for me, 
I mean, I can't go to a job because I love freedom too much. So I'm willing to work my ass off 90 hours a week to get freedom, quote unquote, versus go and have a boss. So for the woman listening, whatever that is for you, find your fire, find your drive, and then go fill up the motivational tank too, right? Go to live events. I still go to them myself. I have my own pace to be brave, but I go to them because I literally need to go be in the energy of the room to remind myself what it's like to be motivated. I read books. I listen to a podcast every single morning. I'm treating it like it's a full-time job, right? Where I'm- You're playing defense all day long. I'm playing defense. It's such a beautiful, that's such a beautiful way to say it. And I know it's my job too, right? I think if you're listening to this and you're a leader, whether that's a network marketing or you own a product, you're an influencer, a coach, whatever it is, it's your job to be energized and to be happy and to share that with other people. So do whatever you got to do to stay motivated, right? And so when it's your full-time job, it's almost like I don't have any other, <laughs> any other choice. <laughs> I'm not going to work. Someone's not telling me when to leave. Someone's not telling me when to come in. So I better figure this shit out. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a backup against the wall thing, but that's how I work. Some people don't like that. Some people, they don't want you to burn the boat. I want you to burn the boat. I want you to burn the boat under me and make me swim. Some people are like, no, give me a little life raft or a little- A floaty. Like a, like a ring. <laughs> Some women are like, give me a floaty. Let me, let me have that just in case. I'm like, don't give me a floaty. Just I'll figure it out. But you, you just have to know yourself. You have to be self-aware enough to know what is going to motivate you. Because what motivates me might not be what motivates you, Jessica. Maybe for you, you have a two-year-old. That's so motivating. You have a human to feed. I'll probably be even more motivated when I have humans to feed, but I, I've got to find what it is now for me. Right. And so, you know, I mean, with other moms that you, you teach or you talk to, I'm like, dude, you guys have the best motivation ever, actually. Right. Like you have something that I don't even know what that's like yet to have something that I love more than myself that I have to feed. Like use that as motivation to make money because I don't know. It's like (laughs) when you're single and doing it, it's not as, I don't think it's like the purpose. Some days I'm like, do I have to get out of bed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like your purpose isn't as deep when you don't have to get out of bed. Oh, who knows? Oh, when you're responsible for another human, it's like, and I, I never wanted to give that corny analogy. Like when I look into my son's eyes, I'm just so like, it's not that. It's just like, you want to be, for me, this is personal. I want to be such a badass. I want my son to look at me and be like, my mom never gives up. My mom's always about that life. Like my mom's always like, she gets it done and she's a great mom. You know, like I don't think, and no offense to any other mother listening, but I don't think like being with my son 24 seven is the way. I think he needs to see me adapting, problem solving, like leading. He needs to see all of those things. And sometimes that requires a little sacrifice. I'm totally okay with that. I love that. I love that. That's such a healthy way of seeing motherhood. I think like you got to be happy first because if you're not happy, you're not going to be a good mom. So, oh my God, when I heard my, I heard my neighbor tell me the other day, she said, she has a two-year-old too. And she said, this is the first time I've ever been away from my daughter for more than two nights. I was like, I've left my son so many times. Like, <laughs> trips all the time that's gonna be me i'm gonna be like i just have a spa day because if not i'm gonna go crazy i will lose it like i'm like there, there's no reason your child should be two and you've only spent two days away from the- Wait, are you married or no are you the- i have a fiance we're not married yet we're engaged is he like what does he think about that is he like that He's been an entrepreneur for 10 years. So he's the reason why I'm in this position. I saw it. It was all before my eyes. I just had to line up and get in, like get in line and figure it out. And it took me a while. I need to go like have a second to myself. He's like, go do it. He's like, bye, go. Wow. And he'll watch the sun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He gets it. Cause he needs his space too. Like, so we both completely get it. We both work from home all day. I work upstairs. He works downstairs. We actually never even see each other. People are like, Oh, it's so great. I'm like, we never see each other. We're like like, dead or alive down there. Yeah, I have no idea. Like (laughs) good 
could have walked out. I have no idea. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I, that's cool. That's really cool. You got a guy like that. Because, man, some girls will DM me and be like, my husband, date. you know, I'm like, dude, like I have these DMs. I'm like, you need another. <laughs> you need a counselor. You need a therapist. You need. I'm like, don't ask me about your relationships. I'm not a relationship expert, but it sounds like your husband sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, he doesn't believe in me. He doesn't want me to. I'm like, dude, I know this is not my place, but like, go get your shit together with that because that's, that's, you will not be able to. And that's the one thing I learned. I know you'll agree because this is the one thing I had to learn the hard way that I felt for him so much with that he always talked about. And when I had a corporate job, I didn't understand it is that when you're affected, the reason why entrepreneurs are so into self-development is because when you're mentally affected by something, whether your relationship is suffering or something suffering, you'll sit down to do work and like you struggle. You're like, damn, I can't do this because I can't stop thinking about my relationship or I can't stop thinking about what that person said or, and then you can't focus. And then you're like, my money's going to suffer because I can't focus. Yeah, that's so true. And so I get it now when I look at him, I'm like, listen, I get it. Cause I felt that today and I couldn't do anything. So like I'm with it. I get it. Like you have to be so understanding and self-conscious and self-aware and confident and just like yeah. be willing to push forward. Cause you'll sit down to get that stuff done and you can't, yeah. your entire business relies on your ability to push through. Yeah. Yeah. And we're human. I love that. Yeah. I think it's, um, especially when you are the face of your brand too, it's like, you got to make sure you have your shit somewhat together. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said this and I wanted to, I wanted to harp on this cause you said it in a podcast one time and I was like, Oh my God, that's why I love her so much is because <laughs> you, <laughs> you Sorry, the way you said that I was like, Oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> People can't see this and this is the best part. <laughs> I know. You're like, I love her so much. It's, 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 y'all just don't even understand. <laughs> when, I, when I was in the confidence activated, my friend was like, look, there's Angie Lee. I was like, bitch, where? <laughs> Which, by the way, I thought was so cool. Speaking of supporting events, you had to speak the next day, but you were there the whole day before, watching the whole thing, jumping around, supporting supporting your friends, supporting Rachel. Like, I thought that was so cool that you were kind of seeking the same information that all of us were seeking so that you... Yeah, and like, I mean, Rachel's a good friend and I just, it's almost like a, like it's like a blood bond where it's like you host events, I host events. Oh my God, you're going crazy. Oh, I'm going crazy. Like we get it because it's intense and it's another animal. And I, I, I heard all the ups and downs of that with her and she hears me talk about all the ups and downs. So it was almost like we're in this together. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was a beautiful event. Like it was beautiful and you were so great. And before I hang up, I want to talk with you about some of the things you said, because you great that listen, she's about to give away like some million dollar, like sales marketing ninja stuff at the end. But you said you have a healthy relationship with fear. And I was like, wow, you admitted on your podcast that you're scared of flying or you don't love flying. I am the same exact person. And I believe it's like one in three, but, um, I, and my fiance loves like, let's go to Asia. Let's go to Europe. I'm like, yo, calm down. Like, so I guess my question to you is because this role I know requires so much travel and you kind of just have had to get over it. Is it this whole CBD? Do you, do you like, what is this healthy relationship with fear for you with flying and even other things look like? That's a great question. I do have this interesting predicament going on. I mean, I'm in this pickle where one of my goals, if, if you looked at it on a piece of paper is to be 
one of the highest paid female speakers in the world, right? And that is the, the journey that I'm going to be on over the next five, 10, who knows how many years. And then I also have this conflicting issue that I actually don't like traveling and I hate planes. Slash 579 flights per year. Like that's what that should say. <laughs> no, you have to sit with yourself and say, and I, I chat with my boyfriend about this all the time because he, so I always say to him, like, how do you do it? How did you get over that part? Well, he likes traveling a bit, but it's almost meeting, meeting it in the middle and saying, what am I willing to, how, what am I willing to sacrifice and how can I make this more enjoyable? And how could I see this as an opportunity? And what do I say no to? And then what do I say yes to? And then when I do travel, making sure that it's the most calm, relaxing experience that it can be. And so for me, yes, of course, soul CBD is great. I take a ton of CBD before I fly, but I've just had to learn to, you know, I think for me, one of the things I always tell myself before the plane is taking off is that it's way more dangerous to be driving right now. Let's be honest. Every single day we get in our car, we don't think about how dangerous that weapon is, but we're afraid to be on a plane when planes don't crash every second. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a car crash probably every minute somewhere in the world. So yeah, I, I think I've, I've really had to understand that and I'm just going to have to get over it a bit, but also meet it halfway with the lifestyle that I want. And if part of my lifestyle is that I don't want to travel as much, maybe some of that speaking is, I don't know if that is virtual then, or I'm going to have to figure that out because it is a situation to be in because I, I'm not envious of these speakers who are gone every week. Like that sounds exhausting. Like I don't, that's not my vision for my life. <laughs> Wait till you have some kids. You'll be like, damn, this ain't working. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just jet lag and oh, no, and be dehydrated. No. And it's all your skin and all this stuff and you're already dry. And it's like, I get it. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. no. So okay. <laughs> So before we get into the sales stuff, I do have to ask you this because I think this is one of the things you are the best at. And um, if you, it, your name rings bells, first of all, that's what I love. And it's not that there's not plenty of people that do that. But if I bring your name up, there's so many women that are like, oh, oh my God, I listen to her podcast. I love her. Like, they're just so, they're such, um, they, they kind of all see themselves as a part of your tribe. So I guess for the women that are on their first year of this journey right now, where they, they know they have a message, they know they have a story, they, they want to spread it. They, they feel like they have a purpose and they want to help and lead others, but they feel like they can't connect with their tribe. How do you stay so connected with your tribe all the time? This is the million zillion dollar question. <laughs> Don't have the answer folks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have so many answers, but tribe building is definitely something that I really had to work on and I really, really love. And so for me, my dedication always is build the tribe and communicate with my tribe. And then anything after that, I mean, for me, the order of importance is always building my tribe, communicating with my audience, nurturing them, being in my DMs still, answering them literally almost every single girl, if I can, I'm still really in it. And then I like to outsource other things in my life so I can be in that part. That of part. Oh yeah, absolutely. All, so much else in my life is outsourced and I have help around the house and here and there. So I can literally be in there and do that. And I know some people don't want to do that, but for me, those are my people. They are literally who support me. And they are the, that's the woman who's going to be buying my book. She goes to my events. She purchases my courses. I mean, that means a lot to me. That is my customer. And now I see them almost like they're my family and they, they are my tribe. So the issue that I see with, with influencers is that they're just in it to make the quick buck and they're just in it for that instead of realizing that 
those people in front of you are actually your most valuable assets. So I've always prioritized tribe building more than I have sales. And as a byproduct, sales has come. And that's really the way that I do it. I am a brand builder. I am a tribe builder. I'm a content creator. And I also just happen to have products and services. So for me, that's how I mentally organize it when I'm creating things. I always think before I post, will this bring more intimacy, engagement, or trust with this woman? If the answer is yes, I post it. If not, I don't post the show or the piece of content. So for me, that's my obsession. That's always my focus where I think some people are more focused on the sale and then it just kind of gets messy, right? Right. Or they don't respond back to shit. And I'm like, unless you're Britney Spears, respond back to people. Yeah, Britney, Beyonce, Tony Robbins, those are about the only people that get like a, they get an excuse. Everybody else, like, get get back, come back, come back to earth. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that... um, I'm just now thinking about having someone come in to help with that. But it wasn't until right about now that I'm like, okay, I, this is very, very overwhelming, but I, I, I want to have a pulse for that. And, and when it comes to content creation, the reason I'm able to create content that converts or that women are tagging people saying, this is so good. How does she know me? How are you in my brain? The reason I'm able to do that is because I do listen to her and I'm, I, I know who she is and I'm speaking to, I know her so, so well. And so I can create content endlessly for her because I know her. So that's the issue I think with a lot of creators as well, or coaches, let's say you're a wellness coach, life coach listening to this. You don't know what to post sometimes because you don't really know who you're talking to. So then there's like this miscommunication, right? So that's my secret. I just, I put a lot of focus and love into it. I'm authentic. I try to be myself. I have a niche. I have a focus. I know who I'm speaking to. And I'm really, really consistent. I'm really hella consistent when other people don't want to be consistent. And that's the unsexy secret, right? (laughs) Yes, you are so raw and real. And but I love it's like the way you write is like someone could read the read the first two lines and then be like, "Uh," and then you read the next line and like you read the rejection to them. Like it's like the third line is like, I know what you're thinking. And you're like, damn it. Like you're so good at it. Because like I'm writing a book right now, so I'm like I'm over here like is anyone gonna read this shit? You know, and then oh I'm like, absolutely okay. okay, they like the post, they're gonna love the book. Okay, okay, breathe, you got this, you got this. Like I'm I'm experiencing my own like gremlins with that. I'm like oh my god, I can't do this. I'm like yes, I can do this. <laughs> you can absolutely do it. You have a voice, you have a way with words, like especially in talking, but in writing. So it's like if you can write that way, girl, boo, you'll be fine. I know, I just gotta gotta sit down and freaking do it you know (laughs) and that is time consuming I've heard it's so time consuming so I attended an event called Confidence Activated we spoke about earlier where I actually got to see you speak in person you were phenomenally not shy not one bit and (laughs) girl got out there in a tube top and started dancing and I was like your 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 soul is everything to me like you literally just made me feel so light about life I was like why are we out here tripping about stupid shit like You guys, I feel like I just need Jessica, like, like I'll repeat every morning to remind me, like, you're light. You got this. You don't suck. Like, I need you on like a little like recorder. I speak life in the people. Don't worry about it. Listen, I, I think everyone has like such a significant thing about them. And you have found that way, the way to take that significant thing and really appeal to other people with it. I mean, I, I watch you and I feel free. I'm like, oh, just lighten up a little bit. Like, let go. Like, don't be so uptight. <laughs> Take some soul CBD and just chill. Just chill. Like, shake shake it a little bit. It's all right. Like, 
So you you have IG stories that sell, which I know I've heard from tons of people that this is a phenomenal course because you are like the pro of selling on Instagram stories. You have and it, at this event, you talked about the six steps to selling and marketing on social media. And they were so simple yet not like they weren't easy, like they were so good. And you talked about uh, I want to talk about some of them, but you you said something that I was like, whoa, one, you always talk about being excited about sales and how beautiful it is. And I think that's so people have to get into that mindset because it's not an ugly thing. It can't be an ugly process. It can't be it can't come from disparity. It can't come from and you just talk about it so openly and well as if like, guys, this has happened in either way. But you asked this question and it was start thinking about your ideal client and then really think to yourself when you know who she is, what is she up at night praying that someone would fix for her? And I was like, wow, like, because I do know who my ideal client was, man, like, what is the one thing that's keeping her up at night that she can't figure out? And then imagine I just jump on social media the next day and I'm like, hey, I'm not even talking to her, but to my audience, like, I know you're struggling with this. I know she's not the only one. I'm screaming to my target audience if I'm pulling out that thing that's keeping them up at night. And I know you know this from experience, but how did you get to that place of knowing that? Because I know you really know who your ideal client is. And how do you, what is your advice on some of these tips for women that are just starting out trying to maneuver and manipulate Instagram to be able to sell, to sell on their stories, to start engaging with their audience, to know who their ideal client is, where do they start? Ooh, this is, this is, this is good. This is my jam. This is everything. Come on, come on, give it to me. <laughs> this is my jam. So here, here's how I see it, ladies. Here's how I see it. Your Instagram feed should almost be as if you were, your feed is for one person and you could call her Susan, whoever, whatever. You always say Susan and Karen. Sharon, Susan and Karen. (laughs) Name your avatar, right? So name this avatar. And I I pretend that this account is just for her. And it's almost as if only she sees it and it's just for her. I know her turn on words. I know what she's dealing with and struggling with because one, she tells me in the DM all day long. I read all these girls saying it. I pull my audience a ton to pull it out of them. I study other public platforms before I got a lot of engagement. I would study other ones with similar niche accounts to see what people were struggling with. I know the books she's reading. I know the other podcasts she's listening to. I know what she's already consuming. I know what her current education is of things. So I'm able to speak to her where she's at. And I think that an issue that a lot of women have when they're creating this content on Instagram is they're not speaking to the customer at the level that the customer is actually at. They're above her or yeah, I mean, usually they're speaking above her. So maybe that's five steps ahead. Maybe that's two steps ahead, but you're not hitting that relatability and that resonance point. And so if someone can't scroll on your feed or watch your IG stories and say, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm dealing with. Or, oh my God, me too. She struggles with that. Or, oh my God, how does she know that that's what I'm dealing with? There probably won't be a sale. Sale comes when there's trust and there's resonance. So making sure that any of the stories that you ladies are crafting, any of the videos that you're posting, there's a moment of, oh my gosh, how does she know I'm dealing with that? So figure out what your customer is dealing with and don't dance around it and try to clean up the language. And what I mean by that is sometimes women will say, I help women you know, struggling with their inner confidence and finding inner unicorn so they can finally release, I don't know, like, so they can finally be this... Release their true purpose. 
can't release their true purpose and finally be this god i'm like i can't even do the opposite of it all but insert in anything vague and random that you assume this woman wants so she can find her inner beauty and then finally step into her power it's like a 70 word sentence and i'm like what does she really want what does she want more than anything in the world like let's step back for a second all that's great i want all that too but like what does she really want or what is she ready to pay for right now because give everyone the world your job as a coach and as a leader is not to solve all of their problems and you can't help everyone i'm not i'm not here to be a relationship coach even though some girls think i'm not here to be a relationship coach wellness coach business coach sales coach finance marriage i'm not here to be everything for everyone i'm here to teach one thing really well go deep into that niche and then i do sprinkle in some other things but you have to realize when your customer is coming to you she's probably coming to you for one problem at a time so when i dive deep with that client and say, what is your customer really coming to you for? What is she willing to take out her wallet and say, help me with this because you do this really well. You get results. And we, we, we shave it down and it's like, she wants to burn fat after she had a baby. I'm like, why didn't you just say that? And I help like, women burn fat after their babies. <laughs> just say that. I'm like, well, no, 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 no. That's way too simple. That's way too boring. I'm like, marketing is simple. It's power. It's powerful. It can it's be simple. creative. But it is simple. Marketing is really simple. You can add some fun, creative copy here and there. You can spice it up a bit, your videos. But dude, if people have been following me, they know I pretty much am speaking to the same girl with the same niche, with the same focus for a long time. And so it doesn't have to be boring, but it does have to be clear. And I think that that's really, really important is, is knowing who the hell you're speaking to. Speak her language, you guys. Just speak how she speaks. That's why my posts do well. Because I... I'm speaking as if I'm texting her. So sometimes I'll pretend that I got out my phone and I'm texting her. I'm like, hey, Sarah, what's going on? One of my avatars is Sarah. So I'll say, hey, Sarah, da, 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 what's going on? I know you're showing me with this today. So here are my top three tips for you. And then I'll literally copy and paste that from my notepad, put it in Instagram. And so I'm almost tricking my brain into thinking that I'm texting this girl. And I've never maybe met her or maybe I virtually have met her if she's a past client. So that's how I'm doing it. And I think that this human to human connection is what people are missing in marketing, right? They just write the most professional looking copy or they have the fanciest language and the coolest colors on their sales page. People will buy their shit. And it's like, that's not it. (laughs) Well, that's the the same reason you've never posted a picture and been like, IG stories that sell is now available. Like everyone go check it out. I probably should. I've been, I've been, I've I've been promoting other shit, but I, I probably will. I don't know, but yeah, I think it's like, I, I think I'm always, again, I'm always focused on storytelling and speaking to specific pain points more than I'm obsessed with getting to the sale right away. And this is why I always say sales is like sex. Sales is like dating because you guys, now I'm at a point where I can directly be like, swipe up, buy guys, they'll all buy it. But in the beginning, and especially when you guys are still dating your customer, you're not married to them yet. It's like, you can't have sex with them yet. You can't do that. You have to, you have to show them that you're awesome and valuable and take them out to dinner and create so much content for them. Right. And then after years of creating content and building the trust with her, then it's not going to be weird when you're like, Hey, I have something for you. That's really valuable. That can change your life. But you know, if that's the first thing you say right away, it's like, what's happening here. So think about it as an audience member or a viewer. Like you see someone and you're like, or they're in your inbox and you're like, I don't even know you. I've never even met you. Like, this is real raw. You need to try again. Like, you know, you're thinking, like, speak to me first. Say something about my feed. Like, don't just be like, hey, you want to buy my hair products? <laughs> Say something. <laughs> yeah, so treat treat sales like dating. And I'll say that forever. That, that will be my new keynote. Treat sales like dating and like it's a human to human 
connection that you're building and you won't go wrong. Always do the right thing. Do what feels good when you're responding to someone. Create content that you know will first reach her heartstrings. And then if three to four posts later, you do Gary V style jab, jab, hook, then it won't be as weird, but you've got a jab. You've got a jab for a while because if you're, if every post is like, swipe up to buy my shampoo, swipe up to buy my shampoo. Oh, did you hear? And they're like, ah, <laughs> you're like, we don't care about your shampoo. Def- <laughs> definitely don't. Definitely don't. You've given me nothing for free. Yeah. You have to earn the right to like have sexy time with your client. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. I love that you said that you have to earn the right to have sexy time with your client. Y'all you didn't even put lingerie on yet. Like get it together. <laughs> All right. So last one. I love it for anybody who's like super like uptight right now listening. They're like, Oh my God. Oh, they're like, I didn't even know Jessica was like this. Somebody's saying that right now. <laughs> yes. Well, we just had to spice up your day today. a little bit, so. <laughs> so tell everybody about your upcoming, this is your second one, right? Pays to be brave. Yeah. Pays to be brave summit because this thing is massive now. How many people come? This will be between a thousand and fifteen hundred this year. So it's going to be a lot of women. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. So I, me too, because I'm going, but get your, get your party pants on. Listen, after I, after I saw you dance, it's going down. <laughs> Like, practice your dance moves now, Jessica. You only have eight weeks. You got to bring the heat. I want to see you twerking. I mean, if I look in the audience and don't see you twerking, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to call you up on stage. I'm going to be like, Jessica, get up here and twerk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, back to business. Back to business. Maybe I'm not going. I don't know. Like shit, I gotta like perform there. This is the deal. <laughs> Do you guys clearly you see why you need to go to this event? Because <laughs> I'm just gonna goof off for two days, but because I'll be so exhausted at that point. I'm like, hey ladies, can we all just eat ice cream and dance? Because I'm tired. <laughs> ice cream in the back. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's uh probably one of the most fun things I do. And I love bringing my community and my tribe together. I love knowing that there are girls there that are going to become friends because of this space that I've created. And maybe they were Instagram friends, but now they're actually meeting and they're finding people who support them and they're being inspired by the speakers. And maybe they need a weekend to let loose and to dream really big again. And moms need to get away. Young girls need to get away. Everyone needs an event like this to have fun to learn marketing and sales, but, but to do it in a fun and engaging way, because I think a lot of these business conferences are boring and I didn't want to have another boring business conference. So that's why, that's why I did it. So after you did the first one, you actually still committed to doing the second one. Cause I know how that is. <laughs> I probably, I probably had wine or something when my event planner called me and she's like, we should do this again. And I was like, yeah, how about a thousand girls? Sure. <laughs> like, are, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. She's like, where did you get that number from? I'm like, I don't know. I just pulled it out of my butthole. Like, I don't know. Like, everyone thinks I'm like, like I'm not strategic about that. I just I'm like, what feels good? Let's double it. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of work, and I like being transparent about that, so you guys don't think it's just like, let's order some balloons. I mean, the event cost me a quarter of a million dollars. It's a, a huge team that helps with it. I don't make a ton of money on the events. Um, I wish I did. I'll figure that out one day, but it's, it's real. That's life. And that's just me wanting to try out the live event space. And I always wanted to, and I got the balls to do it last year. I'm going to do it again this year. We'll see where it goes, but it's fun. It's wellness, it's business. There's wellness stations. Uh, soul CBD will be there. Obviously it's just a really 
fun weekend in gorgeous San Diego. And you can't be, it's literally like heaven on earth. So that's, that's why I did it. It's a lot though, <laughs> but it's, it's worth it. It's worth it to meet girls. And, and to, I think for me, it's also really powerful to, I mean, you know, with podcasting, sometimes it gets really lonely and you don't, you don't actually get to meet your listeners and yes, she'll DM you and say, Oh, this episode was great, but it's nice to see them in person and to have them actually be like, Hey, your show changed my life. And you're just like, what? Like that's so crazy, but it's so healthy to hear sometimes. So I have the motivation to keep going, you know, you get to check in with your people. Like people forget entrepreneurs. It's so great. You have freedom, but you're very lonely. It's very lonely. You don't have a right hand person or your, your cubicle mates or whatever to have a conversation with about what you're going through mentally. This is all on you. Yeah, I'm talking to my goldfish all day. You know, it's like, that is not a joke. I have fish here. Like, you know, and so I think that that's the reality of it. And that, that's when I knew I wanted to do events when I was going up to my room after the first night, so tired. The, the elevator door was closing. Some girl rushed in. My brother was like, no, no, no. She's got to go eat. She's got to go shower. I'm like, no, Mike, let her in. It's fine. It's fine. She's like, I flew here from all, all the way from, God, I think it was like Ireland or something. And I was like, what the hell? Like, that's crazy. And she was like, I just want you to know your show was one of the things that helped me to get out of depression because you're just so joyful. And I literally looked at my brother and I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Like that, it makes me, I'm mean, like literally crying in front of you. It's, it's so real, right? And like, it's one thing to help people make money and that's cool and all, but yeah, like that is, that's so cool to me because there's people out there that are really sad and they really need someone in their ears every day. And they don't have the husband or the friend and they don't have those people in their life with good energy to, to remind them how beautiful and powerful they are. So I'm like, dang, I'm like, that was intense. And then she just walked away and I'm like, no big deal. <laughs> so that gave me motivation again to keep doing the show because after an event, you know, you're burnt out, but I was like, I, I got to do it. And so some days when I'm burnt out, going back to your question of motivation, when I don't want to do it, I think of that girl. I literally just think of her and I'm like, let me just do this for her. If no one else listens, let me just do it for her. You have to absolutely know. And you know, you're hearing this from me because, and I'm finally at a place where it's closer to where I want to be. But when I wasn't, you were my go-to. And so when there's people out there like that in the world, I hope you do take that as an opportunity and everyone else do take that gratitude as an opportunity to understand like, Angie, you're a blessing to so many. You really are. (laughs) You just being you is what makes us like, I can be happier. I can choose every day. I can even beyond my fear, I can enjoy myself. Like I can, I can be fearless and not worry about what other people say. And you have inspired all of us to feel that. So I'm, I hope my stranded family understands how amazing this girl is. And you go follow her and stalk her after this and uh, maybe go to her event and meet me there. We can do dinner the night before, but go just, just go check out her content. Cause it is truly, truly inspiring. So Andy, tell my people where they can stalk you, where they find the podcast, all the things. I love it. Well, you guys definitely go meet Jessica at Pays and Be Brave. Dance party. We'll do code. Should we do code Jessica or code Stranded? Let's do Stranded. Got it. You guys can save on tickets. So right now, if you're listening to this, go to code Stranded. I'll literally go tell my team to make that right now. It'll be in the show notes. Love to see you guys there. Paysandbrave.com. And then you can creep on me on Instagram stories. Say hello. Or on iTunes. Angie Lee Show. Because you're probably already on iTunes right now. So... All right. Well, it was an absolute pleasure and we're so glad you came and shared with us and we are honored and we appreciate you and love you, girl. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. 
You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.